This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, good afternoon to everyone who is joining us from Sydney. Well, I think a couple of times this has happened now, so audience already knows about that. But again, apologies for that. And uh, welcome to today's COVID-19 and Sports Daily Dose podcast, where we talk about this crucial topic of future of COVID-19 contact tracing. But before we discuss about this topic, uh, there are some good news coming up from Australia. And guess what? Australia has now 72% of people with both the doses. And that's what we wanted um, because a lot of people um, were not getting vaccinated before. And now after three, four months, if we see that kind of figure, um, then, you know, that really touch, that really uh, takes that, you know, heart out to the people who are coming out in large numbers to get vaccinated, isn't it, Joshua? I think it's a wonderful uh you know, we're, we're, the trajectory that we are um, experiencing right now is uh, amongst the highest in the world. It really is a great, a great thing to be uh, to be a part of. I feel I really feel the camaraderie, don't you? You can feel it in the air. Everyone is just understanding that we have a job to do, and, and we just we're getting it done. Absolutely. And there was, in fact, another news coming up yesterday with respect to the COVID nineteen that we all know about. United States closing their borders with the UK and the EU. But now they have eased off all the restrictions for the vaccinated passengers. And also they have uh, made this condition that we are opening the borders, but they have to undergo some contact tracing procedures. The airlines have to collect a phone number. They have to collect an email address of all the passengers who are coming into the country and going out of the country, which will help them to keep a track of who all are coming from a particular flight. And if there is a COVID-19 case being detected, it's easier for them to detect that case. But we all know about how difficult the job of the people has been. Uh, And heads off to those people, not only to the doctors, to the nurses, but also to these people who are involved in contact tracing. Isn't it, Joshua? These are the, the silent champions, the silent soldiers I think who are keeping us absolutely safe, you know, as safe as we possibly can be. Um, and, and I'm grateful to you, Sarah, for bringing them up because you're, not many people are. I mean, our contact tracers, our, our primary healthcare workers, our, um, our elderly carers you know, and, and disabled um, carers, all of these, you know, uh, classes of people are, are um, serving us in ways that without their, their, their you know, crucial help we would just not be functioning right now absolutely as you just pointed out that contact traces are the silent soldiers and uh, similarly you know around the world they they have been doing a great job not only in australia but also in us um Mm. in 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 singapore in uk around the world they have been doing a great job but what some of the officials now are saying and experts are saying that it's getting beyond their control if you look at these numbers from United States, just one county, which is the Los Angeles County, it has continued to struggle to reach uh, you know, the infected cases. Now, if you look at the people 
uh, that the contact tracers were interviewing last year, there were 70% of the infected residents were being interviewed. But this year it has got down to 40% of the people being interviewed because the numbers have increased drastically because of the transmissibility of the Delta variant. And that's why a lot of experts in Australia, including Professor Mary Laus from UNSW Sydney, believes that even New South Wales cannot keep a track of their cases because it's just getting out of control. And now we just have to focus on getting people vaccinated and then open up the economy and probably going for those snap lockdowns in some particular areas where the cases increase drastically. It's an interesting discussion, isn't it? I would suggest that, I mean, in taking a snapshot of where we are at the moment, you know, as, as you said, we're at 72 first dose vaccination. We're approximately uh, two and a half weeks away from that, that 70% double dose. And, and I think that we are in a, about to engage in a transitionary period over the next couple of months, say, where we will need to say goodbye to statewide lockdowns. That that is something that that should not be considered for very much longer, as across the board, that you know the consensus remains. However, the comments about contact tracing, I think, at our levels at the moment, I mean, of course, it makes sense. It's it's easy to understand when there's one case in the community. Contact tracing has a very effective capacity. However, even at these numbers of a thousand cases a day you can still, it is still effective for the particular case that um, where, where the, the contact is traced. I think that we will, as the numbers will undoubtedly rise when our lockdown is eased, as, an, as the case numbers rise, what will need to be, to, what, what, what government officials, I think from what I've heard amongst my colleagues and whatnot, are considering uh, prioritizing particular types of um, of, of, of particular circumstances where contact tracing is deemed relevant. So that could be, you know, in schools or in, in, in aged care facilities or particular hotspots of vulnerable communities where vaccination rates may be low. There are, there are certain circumstances where contact tracing will perpetually be relevant. Um, but it is, an, it is an unfolding story, and I think that we, we still have a, a long way to go to further understand, you know, where, it, where its relevance will lie. What do you think? Absolutely. And I think it's a very tough job uh, because um, just reading, you know, a few of the stories of the contact tracers uh, really, uh, you know, breaks your heart sometimes, the kind of hard work they are doing. And um, so what I was uh, listening to from one of the Australian contract tracer was uh, not from, not the Australian one, but the U.S. contract tracer was they have started sending a text message to every possible person whom they consider as a possible infectant of COVID-19. Mm. But, you know, after some time, people are also getting irritated. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was new to them and they were not knowing about a lot of things. But now, as and how it's getting older and older, there is some sort of COVID fatigue amongst the population because of which you know, people are irritated, people are frustrated, people don't want any lockdowns. And that's why, you know, if somebody calls and asks them that, do you have COVID-19? They are not ready to answer them. But now that's what the job of contact tracers are. And that's how it's getting so difficult for them to mm. keep a track of all possible infectants. And 
that's the situation you know what happened in new south wales in june uh, we never expected that suddenly there will be 1200 or 1300 cases per day coming every day and an example of that was already shown in india india in april rose suddenly to so many cases and we all took it lightly here because we thought that it will not happen here and i think it was a big mistake because the kind of transmissibility it had even one mistake um, could have costed that and that's what happened you know there were few mistakes in the home quarantine system and you know the quarantine that was there in hotels um and that that's what resulted in those you know cases rising around the world isn't it yes it's uh, it's it, it's interesting because like i said i think contact tracing is critical in in i suppose minimizing the mistakes that can very easily be made in 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 the situation of um of uh, particular breaches of quarantine or whatever errors occur but as i mentioned we have that we're considering in the lo- the long term uh future what is the future of uh, and the role that contact tracing will play more broadly i think in the middle in the in the short to medium term over the next couple of months you know for the remainder of of 2021 it will remain important i think at least from the capacity of um what well, what is called test trace isolate and quarantine capability ttiq um which is uh, i i have heard only heard a couple of times but it effectively is our capacity to completely surround every covid case and 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 pr- minimize and prevent further infections from occurring that is going to become greatly diminished um uh, as as lockdown is eased so it's it's that that that's why we'll see what happens when we don't have adequate contact tracing due to exploded numbers where the person power simply can't keep up with the number of cases in fact as i um i i heard on an um on an abc uh, interview that there that on a segment that they're actually employing western australian um contact traces at the moment um so in the long term very difficult to say i think i think what was also related to this fact which i have just raised on the screen it's related to manual versus digital contact tracing there was um, you know a beautiful article which gave you a glimpse into how these two different kinds of contact tracing methods have been efficiently used and over a period of time there are some deficiencies in both these kinds of methods in mm-hmm. you understand from the manual one you require more people on the front line always tracking down the people one on one and with the digital one also it's very hard for the people to do a lot of things you know there have been some issues with the those contact tracing mobile apps which have been developed so what probably the researchers can start thinking upon and that report was in fact looking at the future pandemics um we have not even got rid of the current one that report was talking about the future pandemics but it's a good study uh because these kind of pandemics are now expected to come every now and then so it's a good study for people to dig deeper and understand what can be the best tracing methods for such a situation uh did you did you say um research methods or or trace or contact tracing methods contact tracing methods yes so yes i think uh look 
we are in it varies community to community i think that um potential to engage in in, in digital is better from the standpoint of on, of longevity we just need to check out <laughs> i think that's a huge <laughs> a huge missing link to that this because obviously if if um if you consider the case of someone in the afternoon going into a woolworths um in the late afternoon or early evening who has covid um if you have not checked out when you visit in the morning you will you will be contacted um and that is an incredibly uh, more significant workload for you know um the contact tracers to do their job it increases their their workload by many hundreds of times fold so that's why i, I would suggest that digital is is better as, as you know records are kept they can't be lost and and um your details are able, are able to be more uh, more kept private you know privately and secure for uh, for security purposes yep i'm just sharing you know one example with you joshua which i think you must have read and which now you can see on the screen as well there was one northern territory resident who returned to his uh, place i think yesterday morning um where he was traveling from newcastle via queensland and he got covid and now he traveled to northern territory and now authorities are trying to trace him back and trying to get back to his contacts his close contacts yeah and then his close contacts you know it's so difficult to find that chain of links and once that chain of links keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger it just becomes difficult for any health authority last year australia and new zealand singapore were doing well because the cases were under control and the alpha variant was not transmitting as quickly to the other people as that's right. this one that's why they were able to keep a track of that so i think uh, don't you think now it's the time and i think we have been raising this point in a lot of now daily dose that it's so important for people to get vaccinated oh. because once they get vaccinated it will it will you know reduce the chance of any further mutants or variants of this virus getting generated in the coming few months isn't it yeah i think look vaccination is the one and only stable and strong response that we as the human race have in the face of such a deadly virus this is a once in a 100 year event and so this is not easy to overcome it is difficult and the vaccines that we are that 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 have that are being developed and have been developed if they if they pass the the screening processes they are safe um every vaccine has side effects every vaccine has the one in a million situation similar to any type of medicine that you take similar to any food that you have that you take with allergies it is just another thing that is nearly perfect but nothing is perfect on this on this earth and i think people get extremely caught up in the concept that just due to the hypersaturation and hyperfixation that Our, our societies and the media have on this on these vaccines that the uh, side effects are exacerbated to a point beyond recognition such that if you're comfortable driving a car and yet are afraid to take the covid vaccine your priorities are completely reversed you are so much more likely to become injured in a car accident than you are to take the covid vaccine you are more likely to get sick from the covid vaccine than you are to get sick from the from the vaccine ergo the safest option for you is to get vaccinated 
it's it's a it's a um a simple logical and unequivocal truth um and it is it is simply categorical that to vaccinate is to help yourself to help your family and to help the community and by extension the world yep and i think in continuation to your question and the arguments that you've just raised joshua this is the question that we ultimately need to ask is mm. what's the way moving forward considering the fact that now contact tracing has got its own merits and demerits it will have some sort of defects as well but the ultimate question is how will we are going to um make use of the already existing system considering the manual and digital tracing methods we have you know so keep on isolating yourself when the economy is open um and also try to reach out to people and be truthful to the health authorities when they ask you that whom did you meet in the last 14 days mm-hmm. sometimes you know we are not truthful because we are scared of the fact that if we tell something or if we reveal our identity uh you know people might look at us in different way or we might be our name might get public you know there there have been some scares back in india you know that's why people are not so open to talk about do if they have covid 19 they will just keep it um uh, secretly growing at their you know within their communities and after 14 days you'll come to know about that moving forward is something we all want to do and i would suggest that the way forward in relation to vaccines is once we get to that point coronavirus will become everywhere it will become a disease that you may get just like the flu um and um thank if you are vaccinated then you have you are um under much under a much safer pretense so there shouldn't be any fear or concern about that fact um from that of course um you i i believe that there will be a destigmatization i'm not sure if sure that's a word um relating to to the to the disease people will begin to lower the significance of the disease in the community and that i think has not happened since the commencement of the of the pandemic i think we've never we've yet to see people consider coronavirus even though we experience a year of you know nearly a year of of um of uh I suppose minimal to no cases here in 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 our state um it still was perceived as something extremely dangerous i think it will as we become vaccinated it will settle and over the months and years uh we come to consider coronavirus just as another vaccine um that we that a booster we need to take every year just like the flu uh, i understand that novavax one of the, uh, um a pharmaceutical company is working on uh a dual vaccine so you just need to get the you'll get your flu slash your seasonal flu slash covid booster shot once a year i also envisage that from that people will be um protected against the flu when they otherwise would not have been thus reducing mortality against the flu virus um so and so that these are these are the long things moving forward get vaccinated reduce this severity under the the perception of your mind we shouldn't be you know the fear the age of fear i believe will come to an end and we can move on with our lives finally <laughs> yeah and i think it will be a coordinated effort of all the stakeholders including the bureaucracy the health officials the people coming together absolutely after, after the lockdown is over in different countries i'm sure that the lockdown is already over in a lot of countries um, barring the country we are in at the moment 
Yeah. Uh, because we are too safe, uh, we are too protective about ourselves, isn't it? Um, so because, you know, back in my country in India and a lot of other countries, they're not even um, taking care of the cases coming up in a day, on a day-to-day -day basis. But again, I think it's not anything against lockdown or for lockdown or anything against contact traces. What is the point here is get yourself vaccinated, guys. If you are listening to us, to this podcast, and if, you know, this podcast is reaching out to you in some or the other way, try to get yourself vaccinated if you haven't done so till now, because that's the solution to come out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that's what one of the PhD students from UNSW Sydney is also telling you. Any final comments, Joshua, before we end today's podcast for the people? No, I think you've said it, Saab. I think please get vaccinated. <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, we hope to see you again, Joshua. And again, uh, to our audience, don't forget to follow our channels on Apple iTunes and Spotify. You can find us with the same name there as well. And also, as I told you last time when Joshua visited, he also is running a great, great show of 50 seconds uh, called Joshua's Lockdown Lowdown. So don't forget to follow his you know, page on Instagram and Facebook. I'm sure he's doing a great job to entertain you. 